Welcome to Connecting the Dollars, a personal finance podcast. I'm Emily Augusto, a CPA and financial advisor. And I'm Amanda Vaught, attorney and financial advisor. Both Emily and I are co-owners at Propel Financial Advisors. Propel Financial Advisors is an investment management and financial planning company. We are fee-only fiduciaries and independent registered investment advisors. I'm based in Chicago and Amanda is in New York City, but we work with clients nationwide. The purpose of our podcast is to explore personal finance topics, including budgeting, investing, behavioral finance, current events, and other helpful information. We also hope you'll get to know us along the way. Thanks for listening. Hello, Amanda. Hey, Emily. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Um, really good. Um, I recently learned that I will be the recipient of some student loan forgiveness. And so I was, yeah, I was very excited to hear that. Um, I also got, then I realized that I had received a Pell Grant for undergraduate, which meant I qualified for the bonus $20,000. So I was like, I was like almost started crying when I heard that because wow, like I didn't even realize the the amount of the loan was like such a weight on my shoulders until I thought, oh, if this could be this could be gone potentially, you yeah. know. So like this, this or like just any kind of loan forgiveness can really be life-changing for a lot of people, especially student loans. If you're, you know, 20 years out of school. You're like, oh man, that's, this is never going to go away. Yes, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. Well, that's exciting. I'm very happy for you. Yeah, thank you. And but I think you know the reason I one of the reasons I'm bringing it up is that I think it speaks to some of the emotions that come with debt. And and I think you know today we're going to talk about debt and a lot of what drives that is some emotional, psychological type of issues that that come up with people, you know, like you can see it's a lot of happiness when people get rid of debt, you know, either through a federal program or, um, you know, people pay off their mortgage and they have a big party. It's a big Mm -hmm. celebration, you know, um, those type of things make people feel happy, you know? Yeah. And we're going to talk about a few different kinds of debt, um, but specifically about student loan debt. I mean, that's something so many people have. And a lot of times you don't necessarily feel like you have a choice at that time. Like you're going to school, you're not working yet. You're trying to go to school to get a better paying job or a better job or a, better, you know, a different career. So it's this like, I don't know, it's like a catch 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for some people, they just, they get caught up in it without being too, uh, too conscious about it or conscious enough, right? We've, we've talked about this on the podcast before people think they're just supposed to buy a house and they, you know, end up with this big financial commitment. I mean, sometimes that happens to people too, with college, they sign up for this big expense and then they don't realize the consequences of it um, down the line. So um, but yeah, but student loan debt is a, is a unique type of debt, right? Because a lot of people want to go to college in our society. That's how you get ahead. And, 
um, what are you supposed to do if you can't afford it? You sort of have to take out a loan in order to do it. Um, but it's also the other type of the only type of debt that is protected in, in bankruptcies. You can't discharge it. So it's not it's not going away for most right. people um, unless you do benefit from some type of debt jubilee like the one we've just had. Yeah, so the missing part or the missing puzzle piece, it seems if you're considering taking out a student loan is doing the planning for paying it back. Like you have to, um, so we talked about the psychological, emotional part of student loan debt. And this part, the planning to pay it back is the math problem. So you know what your interest rates are gonna be. You can usually figure out what your minimum payment has to be ahead of time, like how much your salary, based on how much you think your salary will be when you get a job after school. So it's definitely worth to do a little bit of an exercise there to make sure that it's really worth it. Yes, for sure. Um, and I think, you know, we're talking about these are federal student loans that were, you know, recently forgiven, but there's also the private student loans, which, you know, speaking personally, I have both. And, you know, it depends on the type of loan you get. And my private loan, it has a variable rate. And so that rate is changing. And now with the Fed raising rates recently, I log in and I can see that rate going up and up and up. And that is not fun to see, um, which is why it's important to have a plan if you do have debt that you have this plan to pay it off. Yeah. Um, I think it's similar too with, with credit cards and other any other type of variable interest rate loan. Those with the rates, interest rates going up, if you have those around, you know, and you have been trying to like ignore it or not deal with it, now it's 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 always a good time to deal with these, but it's especially, especially good time to pull out those statements, come up with a plan because the rates continue to go up like they are it's getting more and more expensive to carry this debt. Yes, definitely. And, you know, if you are someone who is struggling with credit card debt, like no one's here to judge you with what you spent that on. Like maybe it was a medical emergency that put you in debt or, you know, something serious or you lost a job. Um, or maybe you just, I don't know, we're a little frivolous with your spending in your 20s or something like that. So it doesn't matter how you got there. It's just, um, is important that you try to get out of it yeah. in a way that's feasible for you. At least just start and don't keep adding on the debt because it can really, you know, once you're already there, it's like, oh, well, I might as well just keep going. I'm never going to get out of debt anyway. Yeah. Or, you know, you come up with a plan and you pay it off and then you run it right back up. I mean, that's not, um, that's when we're getting beyond, you know, the math problem right, of paying off the debt and the budgeting and the, and, you know, what's the interest rate and all that stuff, that's where we're getting into more psychological behavior issues, right, Emily? Yep, it's back to that kind of emotional response of like, I want this thing, I have this credit card, I can buy this thing. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's when, you know, who you are is not going to change overnight. Right. Um, so you can give yourself some grace there, but at the same time, you know, think about if you are running up this debt, what are you sacrificing when you say, oh, I want this, whatever yeah. new shiny object. What are you not getting? 
at the same time. And I mean, the credit card industry, like they sell you your dreams, like, oh, you don't have enough money. Well, here, now you do. But they don't tell you about like, they don't pull back the curtain and say, okay, but here's the price you pay plus extra um, if you do take us up on this offer or this dream, fulfilling your dream. Um, so personally, whenever I got my first credit card, I was always like, okay, this is an emergency situation. Um, you know, I was only paid once a month at my first job, so it would get me through until I got paid again because was, <laughs> I was not making a lot of money at that time. Um, and it just really stuck with me. So if that's something you can, I don't know, be able to focus on or like try to shift your thinking of it as it's like a, a fallback kind of situation more than like a fulfill my dream situation when you have a credit card. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think if you are working on paying off a credit card debt, it's good to have that building up your emergency fund at the same time, because once you get that credit card paid off and say you have a flat tire you know, and all of a sudden you're like, I need a few hundred dollars. I'll just put in my credit card. No, that's an emergency. Take it from your emergency fund. Don't run your credit card bill back up. You now have the savings to cover it. Yes. It's a little bit of a mind shift. Yes. Yes. So what, um, what do you think about Emily? We do have some clients who say, I want to pay off this credit card loan or this credit card balance. I want to pay off my car loan. I want to take money out of my retirement fund to pay for this, to get rid of this debt. What do you, what would you think you would tell a client like that? Yeah. If someone came to me and said, I want to take money out of my retirement account to pay off a car loan. I would say, okay, let's take a step back. Um, what is your car loan interest rate? Um, a, a lot of times, especially lately, car loan interest rates have been under 3%, maybe as low as even 1, 1.5%. So we don't really look at that as necessarily bad debt. If you can make more in the market in a good year, um, which in the performance over the last, I don't know, 10 years has been over 5%, then you want to let that money, your retirement funds, you want to let that money grow at that higher interest rate instead of taking it out and losing out on all that compounding interest and growth mm-hmm. just to pay off a low interest debt. Yeah, because a low interest debt isn't really hurting you at the end of the day. Right. It might feel like it's hurting you, right? Now we're getting into the more emotional feelings around debt because you see that amount come out of your checking account every month and you and you don't like it. <laughs> You'd like to have that few hundred dollars back in there, which yeah. that makes sense. But if if you are wanting to pay off a low interest debt because you don't like it, because you don't like the way it makes you feel, try to maybe, depending on your personality, it could help to take a step back and look at the numbers and say, maybe I can get this money from somewhere else. Maybe I can adjust my spending a little bit and get this car loan paid off a different way without digging into my retirement funds. Yeah, I mean, there are situations where it is necessary to take funds out of your retirement, but that's, as financial advisors, we try to leave that as the last resort. Um, And then another situation that we've uh, seen people get into is not really appreciating a level of risk that they are taking with their lives. And this is not talking about people who are saying, you know, YOLO and, 
and going cliff diving, or I'm not talking about that kind of, kind of risk. I'm just talking about a basic financial risk that a lot of people don't appreciate. Um, like I'm thinking of people who make a good income and don't want to think about the chance of being laid off or, you know, there's a lot of talk about recession, you know, they could lose their job and no, we don't want anyone to lose their job, but we have to think about, okay, what's going to happen if you do lose your job, you know, any, any job you have, you have a risk of losing that job, even, you know, if it feels very secure, you have a risk of a spouse losing a job, you have a risk of taking out too big of a loan to cover um, the house you just bought. I know that's a situation a lot of people found them in the past few years with the prices of homes going way up. And if you have over leveraged yourself and you took out this big mortgage and then you lose your job and you can't make the mortgage payments, what, I mean, what are you going to do? This is why we encourage people to have these emergency saving funds, save money when you're making money, because we really, we don't know when the good times are going to end, unfortunately. And for a lot of us, you know, um, shit happens and, you know, like, I don't know how else to say it, but it's true. You know, you get um, some medical emergency, somebody loses a job. You, we have a client who this tree fell on their house, um, out of nowhere and really, you know, caused a lot of financial headache fighting with the insurance company. Um, you never know when these kind of disasters are going to strike. And so we really hope that, um, you plan in advance. And if you haven't, you can get into a lot of debt and, um, get yourself into a big financial hole that can be difficult to dig out of. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Along those lines, I mean, there's been flooding across St. Louis or in Missouri and Kentucky and Mississippi and maybe some other surrounding areas. Yeah. It looks really like a really sad situation. Yeah. It's just like one disaster after another. So I hope that people will finally realize like the importance of emergency savings. Like, you know, if you're gung-ho getting ready to buy a home, maybe say, oh, this should be the priority first before we actually consider buying a house um, or before taking out uh, some other kind of loan, like a vehicle loan or whatnot. So there's a lot of advice out there. I think Amanda earlier had mentioned Dave Ramsey's to me. Um, Oh yeah. That's our, our co-founder, David really loves Dave Ramsey's approach to debt. Although he did say that he finds Dave Ramsey a little too extreme and impractical, but he said, if you do find yourself in a lot of debt, you should read his book. We'll link that in the show notes for anyone interested. Um, yeah, sometimes if you read things or you think about things too extreme, it just makes you go in the other direction. Like, screw that. I'm not going to take that advice. So I'm just going to, you know, not take any of the advice, even if there, there is some good, some good points in there. Yeah, sometimes people don't want to hear um, what you're saying, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> But um, in general, so we've talked a lot about the emotional decisions or the emotional effects of debt and also the math problems that come along with it. And that's what we're here for. We're the financial advisors that will help you 
kind of take the emotion out of it because we're not emotionally tied to your dad. So it's easier for us to take a step back and look at it as a third party because we are and help you identify those actual math problems. Like obviously if you're making a thousand dollars and spending $1,200 a month or a week or whatever, you're never going to get ahead. So there does need to be some work done on both sides. And that's, that's something that we can help you with. Yeah. All right. Anything else on debt you want to share before we uh, talk about our exciting update to our money diaries? Nothing's coming to mind. All right. Well, let's jump into the exciting update then. Okay. Uh, in an earlier episode about savings and um, where you get advice from on the internet, Amanda and I talked about creating our own money diaries and tracking our spending for a week just to see if we learned anything or if we were off track or if we were, you know, our habits were not aligning with where we thought we were. So Amanda, what, what did you get out of this exercise? Well, um, I, I hate to say this, but I really, really hated tracking my spending. I had a very strong visceral reaction to it. And, and I did it because I committed to doing it, but I, I just found the whole process just not fun. Yeah, same. Oh, same. Yeah. yeah, I have to admit I didn't actually finish the whole week. Oh, uh, but I'm surprised that, of that, Emily. I am okay. too. Uh, personally, I'm a rule follower, so I'm surprised about that as well. But um, one thing I did notice, and like I even said this on a previous podcast about how like uh, if you're trying to save up for something or you think something is like $100 and like, okay, for me, that's too much. Um, but then you'll go and spend $20 at Target five times. Right. And that ends up being your $100 that you could have used to buy that thing you really wanted instead of, you know, now I have like another hair tool and an extra t-shirt laying around <laughs> that's worth the same amount of money. Right. Yeah. So I kind of realized about myself that I was being a little more lax on those unplanned purchases. Yes. Yes. And the unplanned purchases don't feel as fun if you have to write it down and be sort of intentional about it and rationalize it because sometimes you just don't want to rationalize it. You just want to go get an iced coffee because you just feel like it. <laughs> right. Right. But um, I know we've also talked about the uh, money personalities and, you know, mine is very um, money avoidant. So I sort of expected to not like having to like write down my daily money expenses. But um, I thought you, you know, you're, um, I forget what yours is, but I know you're not money avoidant. Yeah. I feel like you're a lot more. Lot yeah. I have, like I was partially money worship and partially mm, something else. I yeah. Don't yeah. But um, so it just make you know, a lot of these blogs or internet websites out there, they say the first step is to create a budget. And if that is your first step to figuring out your finances is doing something that you really hate doing, I don't know. I feel like that doesn't really set people up for success necessarily. Yeah. Um, I do have to say though, I think that if I would have had a goal at the end of it, if I was like, okay, at the end of the week, I want to have X amount in my checking account or whatever, I don't know, something 
very manageable, something measurable, I think I would have stuck with it, even if it was for a month, because I used to do this all the time when I was, again, back in my first job, when I was first getting my paycheck and paying, getting paid once a month, I had to really plan things out. So I think, you know, if you could see something at the end of the tunnel, it might be a little more motivating. For this time, it was just kind of like, oh, we're doing this for the podcast, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like setting a savings goal. I mean, then you can see the numbers adding up. Um, But when you're just tracking spending, you see the numbers adding up to how much money you don't have, which is not is not as not as fun. Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, I feel like one big expense I noticed was almost everything I was spending money on was for my kids. And, you know, it's like my daughter grew out of her shoes. She needed money for, you know, something at camp or, you know, whatever it was, it was just, these things just kept coming up. And it's just like, people talk about how expensive kids are. And then when you see the numbers, you're just like, Oh, (laughs) you know, I love this girl, but man, (laughs) wow. It, it takes, um, it adds up, but yeah. So that was, that was one thing to see. If I could advocate for something to spend your money on, you can't no one can see it who's listening but it's a pillow of with a picture of my cat on it my dearly departed cat named okay i think you have to hold this up emily so i can take a screenshot okay i got it (laughs) um it's been it's really weird it's very comforting like i'll squeeze it at night and i don't know oh really oh so we'll put that in the show notes and I'll put the Etsy shop. Oh, okay. Yes. Emily recently lost her um, favorite cat, Bruce. He was what, 18? 18 years old. And if it hasn't been revealed on this podcast yet, we are cat people. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. I think my cat is like 12 or 13. She's getting up there, but she's um, she's in good health. So. Um, foster inmates sooner than later so maybe maybe you'll find me on some other cat podcast yes i think our, that's our next episode emily talking about budgeting for a new pet wonderful i love it right all right well i think we're at the end here um if anyone has any questions about debt or wants to dig into a deeper issue that we've touched on a little bit on this podcast, please reach out to us at connect uh, info at connecting the dollars.com. You can also find us on at our website, connecting the dollars.com and all the links will be in our show notes. Okay. Till next time. Great. <laughs> Thank Bye. you. Bye. For all links and resources mentioned today, head over to connectingthedollars.com. Thank you for listening. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. This podcast does not engage in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.